Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, the Monty Show. Live and local every morning, uh, right about 6.30 Mountain Time, 5.30 a.m. in the Pacific Time Zone. Yeah! Uh, nobody else cares if you're not in one of those two places, so it is what it is. Uh, Jeremy Bolton already in saying, what's up, Alex Caruso? Um, good morning, Jeremy. Good to see you. We got a lot to get to today. Got to talk about the Supreme Court today. Rocking the boat, bro. You're rocking the boat. Do people still view the Supreme Court as like this untouchable... The highest court in the land. You know, this untouchable, ethically, you know, higher ground, beyond reproach. I wonder what people will say about that. We'll talk about that coming up uh, here in a bit. Um, You know, the other thing that that we need to talk about today is... I think we're going to have to do drums versus flats again. God damn it. Why? Because we had wings last night and you curled up and began crying. That's not true. Because I forced us to get all drums That's like real true. men do. That's not true. What and, you forced us to do is not get fries. And that was the problem. Well, no, I forced you not to douche because you wanted. But anyway, the point is I made. Yeah, I made a command decision. Okay, Last command, night. a command decision. Okay. So we got wings at Wingstop. Right. And you're like, oh, let's throw in a side of fries. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. And I was like, no, Wingstop fries are terrible. Okay. Now, Warren's, now Warren's, you can do French fries. Yeah, I know what time it is. Yeah. Okay, we'll do fries, but they'll be from Warren's. Was I wrong? No, they were good. Pimp's going to pimp? Yeah. Damn right. I'm going to do that. I know how to, you know, French fried up, you know. It is what it is. Um, anyway, anyway, got to talk about DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. because he failed a PED test. And the question we're going to ask you in the show later is, does a guy that fails a PED test, does that change the way you view him? Because one of us is off the flipping deep end mm-hmm. over DeAndre Hopkins. You want like there were tears. There was crying. Yeah. You know, there was... You know, new batteries. Like yeah, it was. Please a, respect my privacy. Yeah, it was. Question. It was unbelievable how upset somebody, one of us, got over that. Yeah, I couldn't believe you were that upset, man. Oh, you know me, big DeAndre Hopkins fan. Big D always wanted dreads. Uh, yeah, big D and T. We'll talk about that uh, coming up. But we got to start with uh, thine Utah Jazz and rumors versus facts when it comes to the Utah Jazz. Shocking. Shocking rumors yesterday <laughs> that, um, you know, so there was a tweet from a former radio personality here in, in Salt Lake that said that Rudy Gobert has demanded a trade and that he has told the Utah Jazz that it's either him or Donovan Mitchell. It's either Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell. It's me or Donovan that's the best I could do. Um, And I have not heard that at all. So we called uh, the agent for Rudy Gobert, who surprisingly replied. um, And we chatted him up about what that situation was. And he unequivocally denied that Rudy Gobert has said that. 
Um, he said straight up that's a rumor and it's not coming from Rudy Gobert. So is that the truth? I, I have no reason to believe that Rudy Gobert has told the Jazz that he wants to be traded and he wants to be traded because he doesn't want to play with Donovan Mitchell anymore. So for me, I don't necessarily believe that's true. What we reported this week has not changed. Um, we talked to our sources at the Jazz. Um, Rudy Gobert's agent didn't want to get into what Rudy has said to the Jazz, but what we have been told is that Rudy Gobert has told the Jazz he would be open to a trade, um, and there are a couple of teams that he'd like to go to, and it needs it would need to be a contender. But he would not stand in the way of a trade away from the Utah Jazz. That is far from demanding a trade, and that is far from it's me or Donovan Mitchell. So, Jake, separate truth from fact. What do you believe here? Yeah, I think I, I think I believe that Rudy did not say, "Hey, it's me or Don." I, I, I don't take Rudy for. I, I, I just don't think that Rudy is that committed to being traded or to breaking up this team. I, I think that, I, I think every basketball player who steps onto a NBA floor is out there to win games. I, I, I you know, I, I think that's just a general rule of thumb. So when we start talking about Rudy and and you know, these rumors and, and basically the circus show that was that tweet and everything that went on yesterday. You know, I, th I just think it's a little ridiculous to assume that a guy like Rudy Gobert, um, who's getting paid what he's getting paid, wants to rock the boat and, and say that it's him or Don. I, I just don't see Rudy being that person. I do think that it is realistic. And, and that's that's the word I want to use, realistic to, to think that, that Rudy would have said something up the alley of, hey, I, I, you know, I'm not... I, you know, I'm not sitting here demanding a trade, but, you know, if, if something were to work out, I, I wouldn't stand in the way type deal. I, I think that that's very realistic based on his feelings, his feelings on how much they use him on the offensive end or, or the, the role that, you know, guys like Don or Mike play on the defensive end in addition to what he does. So that's why I say, like, I, I think that, you know, when I saw these rumors come out on Twitter yesterday, my first reaction was, hey, this is someone who never covers the team talking about the team and you're 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 sitting here saying that that you have information but you're not in your tweet you literally said I'm not usually breaking news jazz guy and it's like okay so that's why I just took that with a with a grain of salt and I was like you know this just doesn't seem this doesn't seem to have uh, a, a ton of legs to it and, and I'm not trying to tear the guy down or anything I'm just saying that when you start kind of putting the dots together and adding things up it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that that Rudy would have would have would have said those things. What makes sense is is what what we've reported, which is, hey, yeah, I'm not going to stand in the way of of a trade, but if you do trade me, you know, I'd love to go here or there or wherever it may be. That makes sense to me. I think every NBA player would say that. I mean, if we're, if we're really getting down to brass tacks, I think every NBA every NBA player, if they were presented with a trade situation, would say. Yeah, I mean, I guess I wouldn't stand in the way if I was going to the best team in the league or if I was going to this destination or that destination. So that's why I say I don't think it's a thing where we got to say Rudy's being some petulant child or he's being some malcontent, you know? Do him and Don have some disagreements about the defensive end and how they go about that? Sure they do. Sure they do. But I don't think we need to sit here and say that Rudy is has just, like, you know, nuked this roster because that's not what's happened at all. No, and I, I think it's very easy to draw conclusions. I think it's very easy to assume that guys like Rudy Gobert 
um, you know, are just, you know, they don't care. They're just flip. But what I want to do here is help people to understand what we've said versus what's been reported. Because I think there's a lot of this going on right now. You know, there was a lot of Quinn Snyder's going to the Lakers. Quinn Snyder's going to be fired. Um, there's a lot of Donovan Mitchell's being traded and he's going to ask out and he's going to the Knicks. And you have to understand that both Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are under contract to the, the Utah Jazz. They really don't have any leverage whatsoever. Um, you have to understand that a guy like Quinn Snyder has a one year has one year left on his contract. So if he were to quit and go, oh, I'm going to go to the Lakers, it doesn't work that way. If he quits while he's under contract, he can't just go coach any team that he wants. But people just want to throw stuff out there. And what I'm telling you is what we believe to be facts, to be facts, because we've talked to people involved, people like Rudy Gobert's agent, people at the Jazz, people in NBA front offices. We've had these conversations with those people. And it's usually why I feel like we've been pretty spot on for you guys. And what I'm telling you is from what we were told, and again, I spoke directly to Rudy Gobert's agent yesterday. He has not demanded a trade. Facts. He has not said it's Donovan or me. What Rudy Gobert has said is, hey, I am open to being traded. And I think that the, the more important part of that conversation with the Jazz is that Rudy Gobert has said, I'm unhappy with my role in the offense. I am unhappy that I am the scapegoat for the defensive struggles of this team. Mm -hmm. And I think the other part of this that is so important is it's not like the Jazz have just left Rudy Gobert on an island twisting defensively. They have put time and effort into helping him understand, hey, you've got to do this better, especially the pick-and-roll perimeter defensive part of his game, which, again, I want to make sure that you understand we we I do not believe that that is his fault. He's being asked to do something that he simply is not physically capable of doing, which is guard the perimeter and guard the rim at the same time. I don't know that there's an NBA player that is. Just so we're clear. Like, yeah, but I, I think that there are guys, you look at the way the Phoenix Suns defended the Dallas Mavericks last night and watching a good chunk of the second half of that game, you look at the way that the Phoenix Suns defended the three-point line they were able to collapse and get out to the three-point line all in the same motion. You look at the rotations by the Phoenix Suns defensively, they dominated the Dallas Mavericks because they were able to get to the three-point shooters at the right time, in the right space, while rotating, which makes your life very difficult. The Jazz simply don't have the athletes to do that, and Rudy Gobert simply is not built to do that. Yeah. He's not a guy that you can ask to rotate. Boyan Bogdanovich is likely the worst offender of this, and when I say offender, that's probably a little strong. Boyan Bogdanovich simply is not an athlete enough to rotate from the, the corner up to the wing, back to the post, out to the corner. Yeah. He, he's just not that athlete. But you look at a guy like Mikhail Bridges, he's that guy, dude. Yeah. You look at a guy like Donovan Mitchell, he's that guy. Does Don need to get better at that? Absolutely. But he's that guy. Yeah. The issue is Rudy Gobert is 27 feet tall, and he is not fast. He's got really long giraffe-type legs, and that is not what you need to be able to cover multiple spots in the same rotation. So it's not his fault. But the Jazz have worked with him because he is an elite. He is the premier paint defender in this league. 
The issue is that teams don't attack him in the paint because they don't have to. To leverage Rudy Gobert, you need to get him out of the paint. You need to move the basketball, and we saw Dallas do that. Hell, the the thing you tweeted about Jason Kidd yesterday, yeah. talking <clears throat> about how Jason Kidd said something to the effect of, well, we can't defend the Suns the way we defended the Jazz. Yeah, this isn't – he literally said this isn't Gobert and, and, and Whiteside. The, the, literally, he said this isn't Gobert and Whiteside. These guys can get buckets, and I think that – And DeAndre Ayton had 25 <laughs> points last night. Yeah, and, 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 and so that's the tough part. Like, I, I think this – you know, so this rumor, this tweet comes out, and the rumor mill starts, and the circus starts on Twitter, and it's trending like most of the day. And, you know, you start thinking about – you know, all right. If you're Rudy Gobert and you're looking at this, what do you, what do you, what do you, what kind of position or how do you feel about this? And you see the Jason Kidd comments. I guarantee you, he saw Jason Kidd's comments. And and if I was Rudy, I would be saying to myself, all right, I'm spending this summer developing at least a push shot or or some sort of offensive tool that I could add to my bag. Because to your point. You can't teach athleticism and 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 speed to somebody who who is just not built for that. It's it's an unfair ask to ask Rudy to to do all of these things at his size and his length. That's just not realistic. You know, and and honestly, if you if we're talking about the Suns, DeAndre Ayton's not even close to the defender that Rudy Gobert is. I mean, they're in two Rudy is miles ahead of, of DeAndre Ayton on the defensive end, but the trade-off is DeAndre Ayton is miles ahead of Rudy on the offensive end. So it's like, which side of the ball do you want? So the point just is, is that when, generally speaking, as a Jazz fan, when you get these rumors that come out, when you see these tweets, when when things are being said, I'm not going to sit here and say that we're the best show ever and we're better than everyone else and we're getting everything right. But what I will say is that when someone, with all due respect— when someone tweets about the Jazz, who never tweets about the Jazz, who is not a basketball guy, right, historically, when someone like that tweets off the reservation, don't just go down that rabbit hole. Like, don't just be like, oh, well, Rudy said all this stuff and he's trying well, to burn it down. And, and more to the point, when Rudy Gobert comes out and pretty much crushes you and then you retweet that, you know, like, I just think, I don't understand the upside of that. And we've talked about this a lot when it comes to the jazz that I think there's a lot of issues in the media in this town. And I think this is what happens when nobody will report facts and nobody will, will develop relationships to the point where you can, where you can source and you can say, Hey, you know, here's what's happening. In the vacuum of good journalism, there's going to be crap like this that happens. Yeah. And again, I simply tell you that the the stuff that we do not that we do not report, tweet, the people that we talk to would shock you. The people that what did you say to me yesterday about It's incredible if you really start thinking about it. And and, and I hope this guy's I hope this next thing I'm gonna say brings you guys perspective about what we think of our own show. So when all this was happening yesterday, you know, we get off the phone or, you know, communication with Rudy's agent and, you know, we're having all these conversations. I'm just sitting here and I'm like, dude, we're not a radio station. We don't even have a credential, right? Like we're not with the team every single day type type situation. That's not us. Yet we have all these relationships. We get the information 
and we're willing to put in the work to to get information, have conversations. And the funny part about the whole thing is it's not like it takes all day. We were talking to a certain individual yesterday who you all know that you would be surprised about. And we, I mean, this is not somebody we know very well. It was shocking to find out that they listen to our show. Yeah. It was shocking to find out they watch our show on a regular basis. And so when you start hearing that, when you start talking to people and you realize, hey, this player, this general manager, this coach. Certain people. Watch our show on a, on a regular basis. It is stunning to me that. A, that that's the case, but B, it's really not that surprising in the hashtag world we live in. When you realize that these guys, I got to believe that Rudy Gobert searches his name on Twitter. I think a lot of guys do that. Yeah, I got to believe that that happens. Well, I mean, look at at me. Pick on me. I'm a Kevin Durant guy. We all know Kevin Durant is soft on social media. We all know that he looks at, like, he looks up on Twitter himself and, like, you know, he does that whole game. We all know that Kevin Durant uses burner accounts because his feelings get hurt. Facts. You're we not know, wrong, dude. That's what I'm we saying, We know dude. that like Kevin Durant many, has them. Like, how many guys, whether we're talking players, agents, front office guys, like whoever you want to look at, how many of these guys in the league have burner accounts just so that they can follow stuff and, and keep up with the news cycle oh, I, I, without people knowing? Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> all of these guys have burner accounts. All of them. Yeah. Every single one and of look, them. And look, to be honest with you, I don't even, I'm not even coming from the standpoint of that's a bad thing. I don't think it's some travesty to have a burner account no so you can so you can fly under the radar i respect the hell out of that but but i guess my thing yesterday was just that i couldn't believe that that you have like i love tony jones's work i think he does phenomenal work the way he writes the way he goes about it he does a phenomenal job but generally speaking in the salt lake media i that's what stood out to me like hey dude we don't have a credential like we don't have the ability to sit in front of Justin Zanuck the other day and ask him, like, hey, you're talking about all this all this cohesiveness and camaraderie on the team yeah. and, and how you have all this, yet you haven't won a damn thing. So what are you going to do about it this offseason? We don't have that ability. Like, all the only ability we have is the relationships we have, uh, DirecTV and YouTube. That's Yet it. we're beating these guys, and that's what's crazy to me. Because I think that there is a real issue in the effort that is made in the media here. And I think that when you work around a team like the Jazz, the hard part is is that you're so insecure about getting shut out that you need to be independent to truly do that work. Yeah. And I think that's why you see people like the Salt Lake Tribune, um, you know, people at the flagship station, people at – you know, KSL, like, they're never going to break news because they don't want that smoke that from the Jazz. That was the other thing. That they was don't. the other thing yesterday that I was so shocked about. Yesterday, you have KSL Sports putting out an article by a certain individual, including that crazy-ass tweet about Rudy Gobert saying all those things. Like, you're reporting that. saying that, Like, you're reporting saying that that's actually like, hey, this has been said that's the other thing that was crazy to me yesterday. I couldn't believe that. That an organization like KSL is writing an article on a random, and and look, I don't, again, I don't know Sean O'Connell personally. He is, he is, my interactions with him have been very cordial. Yeah. But he's a fight guy. He covers fighting for a living. He's damn good at it. 
and you're he tweets out almost immediately i can tell you that the people we talked to yesterday laughed at that like yeah. that tweet has zero credibility you're not that guy pal yeah. trust me you're like, not that guy people the the people at the jazz i talked to laughed at that People like the, you know, Rudy's agent like aggressively said. Well, how many times? How many times did you get asked if you knew him yesterday? I mean, it had to be like five, six times that people were like, were like, "Hey, do you know this guy?" Like the funny thing is, people at the Jazz, you know, like everybody was like, "Who is this guy? Do you know this guy?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's a radio guy here," you know, like and and I didn't know what Sean was doing until we went and looked him up. I and I guess he he works at the uh he does a show for the Fight Channel on Sirius XM. Yeah. He's not a bad guy. This was a, but this was a huge mistake. Like, but I, and, was it though? See, here's the fascinating part of this conversation. But was it though? Because he can afford to 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 tweet something like that because he's not trying to be, you know, jazz yeah. expert guy. And what happened? His name was trending all day on Twitter. Yeah, I guess it was good for him then. I, you know I don't what know. I mean? That, but that's the world we live in. That's what I'm curious about. Like, but is that a is that a good thing? I guess it is. I. I I, I think it's good and bad. When Rudy Gobert comes out and laughs at you on Twitter. That's not good. That's not that's a good not thing. That's not good, dude. And uh, and when your credibility is getting, getting you know, racked through, like, through the league and everything, that's not good. But at the same time, you now people are going to figure out what you do, and you'll probably get a pop in listenership. Like, you know, that that's, you know, so that's the world we live in. So I just thought that, you know, again, when all of this was going down yesterday, I just was sitting here kind of digesting it, and I was like, man, this is dynamic from many different angles. Like, the stuff about, you know, us having information and not having credentials to to this guy tweeting that stuff and, and whether that's good or bad. Uh, also, coming to understand that certain individuals watch our show that, that you definitely would know, as you were saying. Like, the whole thing was just insane. And, and that's why I say, like, we don't, and we're working on putting out a putting out a video uh, like a highlight package of the things we've reported because a lot of people are like, well, what have you reported? So we're gonna try and put that together. But the thing I would say is we just don't report stuff that's like not true or that there's any question about. If we're gonna report it, it's definitely going to. We've be We've done a lot of legwork before we just throw it out there. Like, yeah, it, it is, yeah. The, and that's the thing that I, I I guess that's my message that that I want people to understand is that you know this is not something that we take lightly. This, there's a lot of effort that goes into the show. There's a lot of effort that goes into the things that we we do. But I want people to 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 I want people to know. Like I think it's important that fans understand what's happening. I think our business is very much reliant on public perception and and really good media, really good journalism. And I think there is no good journalism around this team. Like I I think. Uh, again, I will just say, I think the only guy worth a, a daily read here is Tony Jones on the Jazz. I think he does a really good job. Um, I don't. I think the the Salt Lake Tribune is embarrassingly bad. I think it is for the number one paper, it, you know, that is supposedly the leader in in sports news in this town. It's it's a joke. Yeah. I mean, I I the and I think I've talked about this on the show. I canceled my subscription to the Tribune when Andy Larson made up that shit about Donovan Mitchell and the Dallas bench. Well, and I think what's that was happened, it. that I, was the end of the road for me I, in following the jazz and following those people on Twitter and, and sort of watching the dynamic, generally speaking, not just here, like this is a media thing. This is very standard for the industry. You have a group of probably four or five people 
who cover each team that travel everywhere together. Now, they work for different outlets, but you become essentially, you know, a family at that point because you're just with them every day. Like, it, that's just how it works. But I think when there's a certain line you can't cross, you can't get so comfortable in what you do that you're lacking discipline or you're not doing, you know, what, you know, you're just not working at the quality or the level that you'd want to be working in. And that's what I think, honestly, has happened. Because it's only one of two things. You've either gotten comfortable or you just weren't good at it to begin with. And, you know, that's just what it is. Or so, nobody's holding you accountable to it. Yeah, precisely. Like, and yeah. I, I think that's the hard part for me is like, I look at, you know, like Sarah Todd at the Des News does a decent job. I don't particularly have an issue with Sarah. Like I don't, I don't know her at all. Um, you know, like the the guys at KSL in the zone, what are you expecting to get there? Yeah. What are you expecting to get there? You're not going to get hard journalism from KSL. I think we already know that. Um, you're certainly not going to get any opinion of note from from the zone. Yeah. Um, I mean, the probably the – I mean, I don't even think it's arguable that Spence Checkets does the best jazz radio coverage here. But – you know, Spence has to be your slice of life. Like you have to enjoy, you have yeah. to enjoy his style and certain somebody. I, I have no problem saying it. I respect does not the guy. like Spence's style. I'll, I'll come out and say it. I'm a I'm a 28 year old male in Salt Lake. I don't enjoy your. I don't enjoy we were, the pace. We were driving around on Friday. We went to go pick up some parts for the Jeep at Four Wheel Parts up Which, in Salt Lake. Which, by the Lake. way, this thing's gonna be a beast. Just make yeah. sure you keep up with that. That thing is going to be ridiculous. Um, yeah, the Jeep is – I'm excited about that. But anyway, here near there. We went up to Four Wheel Parts in Salt Lake City to pick up some uh, parts for the Jeep. And we're driving home, and I flipped on Spence because I don't listen to – like, I think Unrivaled is one of the worst radio shows I've ever heard. <laughs> like, that thing is <laughs> – that is a steaming pile on the, on, like, on the grass, in the backyard. That is a steaming pile. That right. is not good. But anyway, here, no, there, um, we flipped on Spence's show, and Jake's like, I can't. I cannot. Can we just? I just I can't. can't. The thing is, it's I can't. Not, I'm, no, I cannot. Dude, no. it's not that the takes are bad. <laughs> and and has... the, the best part was, like, I got to the point where I was like, he, was, he went into RSL, right? That's the, the real issue. We wanted jazz reaction. He went into RSL, and so I flipped it off. I turned on music, and he's like, thank you, because I can't. No, no, I can't. Like, Jake had, like, a mini Spence meltdown in the rig driving back from my Wheel biggest, Park. And my biggest critique just would be <laughs> not that not that the topic selection is crap, because it's not. I understand that that if you're on the radio here, RSL is a conversation – you know, you got you basically got to cover the spectrum. I respect the hell out of that. I'm not saying he should just do jazz. But what I'm also saying is the pace of the show is just way too slow. It, it is not dynamic. It feels like to me and, and maybe, hey, like you said, it, it's got to be your cup of tea. Right. But my cup of tea is I'm not saying you got to be moving a million miles an hour, but I want dynamic conversation. I want a trading <sighs> of opinion. And that's why I say like. And I and we didn't even prepare this conversation, but I'm more than happy to say it again. There's not somebody in in the radio world that I'm like, boom, I got to listen to that person every single day. No, but, not certainly not here. There's not like, but I just mean generally speaking, like the only guy that I can do for days on end, and it's even it's like a half hour at a time is like a Rome or like a uh, uh, um, you know, like even Cowherd for like 15 minutes. Like, there's not somebody. Well, even I'm like, like Pat McAfee, you know. Ha ha 
I listen to a lot. You don't listen to much no. talk. I listen to a ton of talk radio. Um, like there's a burnout factor with Pat McAfee because it's just so off the reservation. Um, Joe Rogan is to, it's just so off the reservation. I still struggle with with Joe. I still struggle with the whole you know vax sort of situation that went down. So off the reservation. Yeah, I just struggle but with that. Still. Anyway, here nor there. Not to get too far away. Yeah. But the point is. I think you need to be really careful and you need to hold people accountable for the things they say about the jazz. And I think, I just don't know what the upside for Sean O'Connell in tweeting that was. I, I don't, it, I guess he wanted the attention. I don't, I'm sure he picked up a million and one Twitter followers if that's what he was after. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I just think that it is, it goes to show you how thirsty this town is and this fan base is for real news about the utah jazz because there is none mm -hmm. that's the real issue and you know what i i you know yesterday i hope there's validity <laughs> behind that tweet yesterday the other thing i said was if we ever get a credential to this team this town's done which like, i wouldn't want like i dude. just think i i just don't i don't frankly i don't have enough hours in the day for this like you know what i mean like i don't i don't need it I really don't need it. It would be nice to have access to players and, you know, the to Justin Zanuck, Danny Ainge, Quinn Snyder, like, but what are they going to tell you? Oh, it's not, it's not what, what they're going to tell you. It's not what they're going to like, tell us. It's the, it's the quality of the coverage. That's the thing. And it's going to, the issue really is, is that you, you wind up in a situation where you get limited because they want to be, they want to be, phobic about it for lack of a better word like they don't want the truth out there they want box scores in hey well the high pick and roll and if we could make this adjust like that's what they want yeah they want you talking basketball yeah so it is what it is but a couple other things again just to clarify what we reported straight away rudy gobert is not demanded to trade at this point um rudy gobert has not said it's donovan mitchell or me he has not said that We've been told that by everybody. He's not said that. Um, from what I understand, there is an ongoing dialogue. Tony Jones tweeted yesterday that um, Rudy and his agent have not had a, an exit interview with the Jazz at this point. I was told point blank yesterday that the conversation between the Jazz and Rudy's camp is ongoing. That Rudy had a, a cordial, um, you know, kind of bro hug with Quinn Snyder to end the season. Um you know, they had a very cold, unemotional exit. One of the things that nobody's talking about is the Jazz didn't do a locker room clean-out day. And if you don't know what that is, it's where the, hey, we lost, the season's over. Generally, the next day or the day after that, they will all show up. The media will be there. They'll be cleaning out their lockers, talking to the media. They'll pack their shit, and they'll leave. Yeah. That's generally what happens. Yeah happens in every market it's happened every year i've ever covered the nba pack I've, your shit let's go i've been to a ton of them yeah the jazz just decided not to do that no we're not doing that why would they decide not to do that because they don't want to talk to the media they don't want to talk to the media and why don't they want to talk to the media because there's too much fire there's too much dislike of each other there's too much and you know what the other real issue here is is that the jazz are not good talking to the media Wow. They're not good at talking to the media at all. That's fair. Um, you know, like, and it is one of these things where 
Um, the Jazz just don't want – the Utah Jazz don't want to be accountable. They want to fly under the radar and have full autonomy of their messaging. And I think it was some cowardly BS that they did that. I mean, it is – again, it's just that there is a lack of accountability with this team in the media. Yeah. And it's cool that you sit up there and you do a gangbang uh, like a press conference. That's all cool. But you need guys – I want – to know one-on-one, -on -one, I want those questions asked and answered. I want to know, hey, how bad were things this year in this locker room? Yeah. But is Donovan doing interviews? He's not. He's at the Mets game. Is Rudy doing interviews? He's not. He's beekeeping. Is Quinn doing interviews? <laughs> He's beekeeping. Uh, with his face, apparently. Oh. Um, is, is Quinn doing interviews? No. By the way, the news came out yesterday. Quinn Snyder's having hip replacement surgery today. Yeah. That's going to delay his timeline. Um, and by the way, again, uh, somebody on Twitter asked me if Quinn was going to do an exit interview. There is no such thing as an exit interview for Quinn Snyder. Quinn is essentially, he's on level with Justin Zanuck. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it is a, his exit interview is day daily. Dude, the job doesn't stop for the, for like for players, they get an off season of sorts, Yeah. but like for coaches and front office staff, the job doesn't stop. It's a year round thing. Yeah. No, it does not stop. So like, I just think that this is going to be a process. Yes. And I think it will be interesting to see what happens, but I don't think that you should expect Rudy Gobert to be traded tomorrow. It does not work that way. Rudy Gobert is likely around the draft going to be traded. That would be the timeline that I would estimate. Um, I think those trade conversations are happening right now. Absolutely. Danny Ainge is on the phone. Justin Zanuck is on the phone and they're talking to guys. Yeah. That's the nature of this beast. Yeah. But there is under no circumstance going to be a Rudy Gobert trade tomorrow. Like, it's not, okay, I want to be traded. All right, well, cool. Why don't you go hang out in the locker room? I'll make some calls and get you traded. Like, it doesn't work that way. And everybody is expecting, you know, like the Quinn Snyder to the Lakers stuff. That's I don't think he's going to the Lakers. He no. will not be the next head coach of the Lakers. That's To me, that's not. The Charlotte Hornets, he's not going to be the next head coach of the Charlotte Hornets. Like, I think Quinn Snyder, there's one or two options. He either returns and coaches the Jazz next year in the final year of his contract. Um, because the other thing that I, I heard the other day that that I, I I trust the person who's telling me that is that Quinn Snyder did not sign a contract extension. That he was offered a contract extension over last summer and he turned it down. And he wanted to he wanted to wait. And I will again tell you point blank, there is some there is some erosion of desire in Quinn Snyder. He is struggling with the want to mm -hmm. right now because the last two years have been soul crushing for him. They have been, he has physically had issues. Um, he has had, I believe this is his second hip procedure. Um, he has had issues physically and it has been a real grind for him. The, the losing is a real grind for him. And I think there is a, there is still, I feel like there's still a pretty good chance he takes a year off. He, he resigns his head coaching job with the Jazz. If, if you're asking me what the most likely scenario is, well, shit, I'm going to say that he's going to return and coach the Jazz next year. Yeah. But is there a real good chance? If that's 51%, is there a 49% chance that Quinn resigns and takes a year off? Yes, there is. I don't know what Quinn's going to do. Yeah. My honest opinion is he resigns and takes a year off. I think that's the most likely scenario. If I were a betting man, he comes back and coaches the Jazz next year. If my money's not on the line, I think Quinn takes a year off. 
because I think there's some burnout there. I think he is the guy is a multimillionaire. Money's never going to be an issue for him. Yeah. I think he just I think Quinn Snyder, if he had his way, he would he would take a break because Quinn Snyder's quickly turning into Jerry Sloan, mm -hmm. where his coaching career is going to end and then he is not going to have a life. And I think Quinn is is reticent to turn into that guy. And he's got a family. He's got young children. I think Quinn would like to take a year off. I do. I think he'd love nothing more than to disappear for a year. And then I don't know what. I think Quinn would like to be the next head coach of the, the San Antonio Spurs. I do. I think that's very, very appealing to him. I don't think he'd like to be the next head coach of the Charlotte Hornets. I don't believe that. I don't. I mean, yeah. And the Laker thing has always been laughable yeah. to me. That's yeah. always been laughable to me. So is what it is. Let's get some comments in here. Um, where do I even begin here? Good job. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you guys commenting every morning. Thank you. Greg Hawkins, good morning to you. Edgar Garcia, what's up? Dodgers versus Giants tonight. Going to be fire. Cubs Sox tonight. Uh, Greg Hawkins uh, says, Jeremy Bolton, hey, brother. Ha-ha. Because Jeremy Bolton said, sup, Greg. Uh, McKay Brown says, Rudy's gone. Maybe. I think I think I felt that way for several months. The Jazz will trade him. Jeremy Bolton says, congrats on finishing the movie, Greg. Greg's a stud. Um, Neville 93 says, good morning to the best morning show in America. Well, you Fucking ain't wrong. A. Yeah, you ain't wrong. Yeah, dude. Come on. <laughs> Appreciate you, Neville. Zach Boren says, what do you think the chances are the uh, Utah entertains the Marcus Smart trade package again? Um, I think Marcus Smart winning the defensive player of the year does not help him get traded. Um, and I also think that let's see what happens to Boston in this series. Because that was a little surprising that they got trucked by Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Like they got yeah. trucked. Yes. They got run over. So I think there's a lot up in the air. They're talking uh, with Raphael Podcast says, good morning, casuals. Good morning. Good morning, sir. The Blind Swordsman says, morning, boys. People are stupid. I cannot believe I fell for that rumor. <clears throat> is what it is. Uh, Eric C says, morning, everyone. How we doing? By the way. How are we all going to feel if Rudy Gobert demands a trade and says that it's Don or me? Maybe Sean will be right. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Eric C., good morning to you. Rudy Sanchez says, morning. James Knight says, good day, lads. Hey, have you sent my 4X gold yet? Sitting here waiting. James? Sitting here waiting. I'm thirsty. Um, Tanner Plummer says, hey, guys. So last night I was talking with some jazz fans on Twitter. They hey said that even if the Jazz came up to Don and said, we're going to build around you, he still wouldn't be fully committed to Utah. Well, I think they told him that. I don't. Why is it a problem for Jazz fans that Donovan Mitchell won't commit the rest of his life here? Why, why is that at all an issue for you? What do you want the guy to say? That he, that he, do you want him to put some arbitrary window on it? Like, hey, I'm going to be here the next five years? Or like what? You know, it's just not how it works. I don't understand this theory. There's too much up in the air, like with with the the Rudy situation, or like with uh, you know, even if you look at the Mike Conley situation or Bogey, like those guys with where they're at in their career, there's too much up in the air, and and Don's not going to sit around with, and sit on his hands and and, and hope for the best. That's and just not who he is. The thing that I've never understood is this thing with Gordon Hayward, this thing with Darren Williams, this thing with Carlos Boozer, this thing with all the guys who leave here and go on to suck somewhere else because none of them were successful when they left. Facts. Why is it so hard to understand that guys want to win? Guys want to get paid. I don't understand, like, 
Why, why is it a problem that Donovan Mitchell says, hey, I, it's not that I want to leave the Jazz, but I want to win a championship. I'm happy to commit to you for this extension through 2026, and then I'm out. Yeah. If we're not winning, I'm leaving. If there's no chance to win a championship, why should Donovan Mitchell stay? To placate fans? What are fans doing for him? Don's not playing for the money. He's playing for the legacy. That's what this generation is about. There are guys, they make so much money now, they don't play for the money anymore. Yeah, I mean, you get the bag once, you, once you're in high school and college now with NIL. You're making so much money. Is Zion Williamson playing for money? Zion Williamson hasn't needed money since high school, man. Like, you look at, you look at him, you look at, look at Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell didn't have the NIL luxury. But yeah. now he's he's into his second contract in the NBA. He's never going to care about money. He's got a shoe deal. Mm -hmm. Like the guy's not ever going to care for money. Need for money. It's uh, hopefully, right? But why are you going to crucify him the way you have Gordon Hayward? You would have tell me tell honest to goodness. Help me understand this. You'd have made a different choice if you were Gordon Hayward. You really would have done something different than he did. You would have passed on an opportunity to go and play for a historically good franchise who was offering you the moon to come and play in Boston. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have gone there. Come now, on, man. Are, should you be upset about the blog getting released early? Sure you should. But are you really, you really hate Gordon Hayward because he went to the Boston Celtics? <laughs> Apparently. Like that is so ridiculous to me. Yeah. It's ridiculous that you would hate Gordon Hayward. I don't understand that. I I just truly do not understand that. Yeah, it's kind of perplexing. I mean, I, I, and, and I think that's – people don't have that conversation through through that that angle. Like, you know, hey, if, if you were in his shoes, what would you have done? Can you honestly say that you would have stayed with the Jazz on, a, on your current contract or you would have probably gone to Boston and taken all that money and hoped for the best? I mean, nobody planned for him to – obliterate his ankle joint you know nobody nobody plans that but that's what happens so it is what it is all i'll say again is blame dennis Lindsay, blame the jazz blame gail miller for allowing him to become an unrestricted for allowing him excuse me to stake to take restricted free agent visits yeah that's when you can never let your woman go make out with another guy doesn't make you feel responsible don't let him go and check out the grass on the other side of the fence. That's what the Jazz did. It's not It's not Gordon's fault. I just, anyway. If Don leaves and he leaves because he wants to win a championship, if he, if he wins a championship here, he should be able to do whatever he wants. If they're not close to winning a championship, I'd leave too. I know it's shocking. Mm. Somebody would actually leave Utah? Come on. Whoa. Be realistic about it. Yeah. That that's that drives him crazy. Um, personally, I disagree with them, Tanner says. Um, they said the Rockets tried to build around Harden, and yet Harden still left. No. <laughs> You're comparing okay, see, this is what I, I, I can't stand this kind of foolishness. James, did you see James Harden last night? He can't even get along with Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Tyrese Maxey, Jake showed me a video this morning of Tyrese Maxey refusing to sit next to James Harden on the Rockets bench. 
Like, you're really comparing Donovan Mitchell to, to James? This is one of the dumbest things I've heard. Seriously. Um, Eric C. said that I think if Don saw the team really built around, get more athletic, a true number two running mate on offense, Don would be convinced. I don't think he would leave. And I don't think he's trying to leave. That's a no. thing. Like, I mean, I don't know how many days in a row we're going to have to say, like, hey, he's not trying to leave. Um, Jeremy Bolton says, even watching the Suns big score 20-plus just goes to show how much of a liability Rudy is on offense. Rudy can't you know? do crap with the ball. Exactly right. Yeah, dude. DeAndre Ayton, who is not the greatest center we've ever all seen, the guy can barely catch the ball, scored 25 points last night with free-throw line jumpers. And did it within their offense. Yeah. It's crazy how divided Jazz fans are on with regard to who they'd rather have. It is, really is almost 50-50 between Don and Rudy, which is crazy. Crazy. Um, you know, Jeremy, uh, Blind Schwartzman says, Jeremy Bolton, well, the fact that the Jazz said Don, they need to deal with the fact that it is Don. You know, okay, that's not bad. BB says, totally agree the media in Utah needs to report better. I find it amusing that people want to develop Rudy's offensive game, James Knight says. It just won't happen. He is what he is. He's not capable of developing lo a low block game. I, I tend to agree with that. Yeah, yeah, and I, th and I think that's the tough part. Like, I think, like I was just saying earlier in the show, if I was Rudy Gobert, what I would be trying to do is I wouldn't even be trying to develop a back-to-the-basket game. You're too late in the, in, in the, in the timeline to do that. But I, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to just develop a simple five-foot push shot. Like, just a little push shot. Just get a little... Because all you Something. need for that to go in reliably is touch. Because if you can just get it to the rim, most of the time that's going to go in. Because of the angle and how tall he is and the arc on the ball, like, it's going to go in a pretty high Who's percentage of the time. Who's a lower-end center? Nikola Vucevic is, is not that good of a player. He's an elite offensive player compared to Rudy Gobert. Mm -hmm. Shout the Mobamba. No, stop. <laughs> well, Mo, Mo, wow, I'm going to say this. Mo Bamba's a better offensive player than Rudy Gobert. Shout the Mobamba. Because he can shoot. He has, yeah. I, like, if he, if you gave Rudy Gobert Nikola Vucevic's offensive game. Be, we wouldn't be here. They'd still be on the court. Erich Tavares says Rudy has a decent free throw shot. He could have developed that quick jumper close to the free throw line. You're getting paid that much. Why not try to develop it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just give me a free throw line jumper. Give me a middle of the paint little push shot. That'd be great. Uh, BB says that's why I watched the Monty morning actual jazz talk. Thank you. Jackson says, shoot, I'm on a burner right now. <laughs> Hey, real. hey, Jackson Gobert, welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> Dot Pop says, I've always thought it was other people sending players things like, look what they're saying about you. Shake my head. I just don't see them scrolling, but that's just me. Oh, bro, no, dude. They bro, do. You, if you, because Twitter makes that possible. If you just go and enter any player's name on Twitter, Rudy, Don, like anybody. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. All the All the tweets come up about them. So uh, it, it's not it's not that difficult. Um, Luisito Diaz. Okay, welcome to the show. Watch the first game of the Mavs versus Suns. I can say Jazz is not a championship level. The perimeter defense of the Suns is elite. Aiton is just finishing uh, below the Jazz team. Well, I'm not going to blow the Jazz team. That's just not the way I tend to operate. Um, blowing dudes is... Anyway, we'll move on. Jeremy Bolton says, Suns are going to sweep the Mavs. He said, blow the Jazz team. I'm not doing that. That's it, Skippy. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I, you know, I have moral standards and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
blow the jazz. He meant to say blow the team, but he right. But he blow. said blow the jazz, and it kind of comes together. I mean, I didn't mean it like that. Anyway, okay, go ahead, go ahead, blow. Uh, JP Shanahan says morning. Jackson says I don't believe the Sean O'Connell tweet. I don't think he cares enough to make something up. You're well, casual. I don't disbelieve. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Sean would make that up. My guess is somebody said that to him. Somebody said that to him, and he's like, "Oh, hey, let me uh, tweet that." Yeah. You know, like I, I don't. Th people love to. The people are like, "Oh, you made that up, liar." And okay, well. Ask yourself, why would anybody make that up? Yeah. Like, stop and ask yourself that question. Why would anybody make that up? I don't think he lied or made it up. I think he heard it from somebody. I think it's a game of telephone. That's what I think. I don't know. Uh, Luisito Diaz says, watch the first game of the Mavs. You, you already said that. I don't know why you said that. Uh, Frank H says, Quinn is having the surgery today, wishing him a speedy recovery. Guys, 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 guys. Oh, boy. Here we go. BB says. Hey, guys. Guys, guys. Hey, guys. The Jazz are a family. Ha. Do much so they say nothing about Matt Harpering. Am I the only one that noticed that it was like he did not ever play for the Jazz and then joined the broadcast team family? Well, now he's gone. Got him. <laughs> I'm going to say something that is going to make you probably die. Oh, boy. I miss Matt Harpering on the broadcast. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Holly Rowe is so bad that I miss Matt Harpering on the broadcast. <laughs> I, I miss Matt Harpering. Because it's garbage. I, I know. I, I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, I, I you know. Uh, I know. Next question. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Kyrie. Thanks. Uh, Leonard Donnan Endelove says, we back. Love the show. Thank you, LDM. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ destroys atheism says the jazz are building around Donovan. That's well known. I believe Rudy may well be traded for the right multiple pieces with a three team deal. And I believe five players will be traded. God bless. Okay. Uh, I also think, uh, Tanner says, I also think the reason why check wasn't talking about the jazz was because people are getting sick of the jazz. I believe there's jazz burnout in Utah. I mm. think that's not the case at all. Mm -mm. I think that this offseason is incredibly important. Dude, this is the most relevant offseason in like five years. This like, is a historically important offseason for this Utah Jazz team. I think Ryan Smith, as an owner, has a lot to prove. Keep it real. Yeah, I think Ryan Smith has made an incredible amount of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. Not one that's big enough yet to call him a failure, though. Uh, He's not there yet. He's not this, there yet. Well, this Mike Conley extension... Yeah. Yes. And That's no. a that is a huge mistake. The reason he the reason I say yes, it, I agree it's a huge mistake. I wouldn't have done it. But at the same time, the reason he can get away with it is because at the time when it happened, because that's what you have to do. Hey, at the time when it happened, a lot of people were saying, bring Mike back. A lot of people were like, right, hey, but, we could run but it back. That's why you're not a good owner. Well, that when you're be. when you're listening to public opinion, that's a problem. Well, that's a pro. See. But like, he, who was he listening to? He was listening to Zanuck, essentially. That's who he was listening to. I mean, yeah. you, you can't tell me that you can't tell me that you know Dwayne Wade is sitting here saying bring Mike Conley back or whatever. Like, I just I think the that, thing that I the thing that's amazing to me, and it happens every day in in sports. Mike Conley is always hurt, always, and you're looking at a guy that's like seventy four years old, and you're like, yeah, should I give this guy twenty one million dollars a year? It's a playoff game. Like in the $60 million range total. Should I do that? 
Well, you know, uh, sir, um, Mr. Smith, you are paying the luxury tax and it'll cost you a ton of money. <laughs> okay, let's do it. I'm a billionaire. Go ahead and try me then. Like, who's the no man here? There isn't one. That was a big mistake. And we talked about that when it happened, that it was a mistake. Right? Like just rubber stamping the Rudy Gobert extension. Big mistake. Yeah. Why did he do that? Oh, well, you know, public opinion. And who cares what the public opinion is? Make the best basketball decision. Yeah. You paid a guy $41.5 million not to score for you. Well, maybe he was relying on Dennis Lindsay at the time, too. He was. Know? Like, you can't, and, and I just think that he, the answer should have been, well, you know, we need to wait on this. I need to get in and get my hands on the ball club and, you know, let's evaluate everything as, you know, that's happening and let's talk about this over the summer. Yeah. Oh, but we'll lose, lose Rudy. Well, that's a risk we're going to have to take at this I point. I don't think that Ryan's that guy. He sh And he should be. Yeah. And he should be. Ryan Smith has to show me that he has got fortitude because this job takes balls, man. Yeah. It is not easy to do. It is not easy to win an NBA championship, and that's the only goal he should have. And that well, and that's not, the only goal that the organization has claimed they have. And not putting out terrible new uniforms next year. God, please change your mind on that. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please. I'm begging you. Anyway, point is, I think Ryan Smith has a lot to prove. Yeah. He has a lot, a lot to prove. And, and Ryan, I don't think he probably listens to our show, but. Well, after yesterday, I wouldn't, you know, can't say he doesn't. Please don't listen to what people, the public opinion is. Turn off what your fans think. Yeah. That's what the best owners do. They do it, and they they live with the consequences of those decisions. Make decisions that are hard. Make decisions that are the right decision, not because people will be upset, but because it's the right decision. Fucking A. There you go. I feel better. Uh, Tanner says, Jeremy, oh, comment dump. Tanner says, I don't blow men. LOL, what book in Justin Herb Hey Bear, Monty? What about book in Justin Hey Bear? Listen. Pause, bro. Pause. Dude, did you see Devin Booker last night? <laughs> <laughs> You'd blow Devin Booker, too. Tell me. I'm, I'm a fucking unit. He almost dropped Luka Doncic last night and then pulled up for a mid range shot. Don, you watching? Uh, he pulled up for a mid-range <laughs> shot. By the way, by the way, now, everybody said, oh, Monty, you're, you know, no homo, but you love yourself some Devin Booker. Uh-huh. Is he better than Donovan Mitchell? Yes. Okay, how many people, I, I'll wait, I'll just sit here and wait for wait, you. Like I'm I'll cross my arms and wait for the apologies. Go ahead. Apologies? Go ahead, guys. I mean, go put them in the comments. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm good. Oh, Donovan's better. No, I'm good. Go ahead and apologize. No. All of you. Nope. Nope. Fucking nope. Assholes. Can't do it. Anyway. And Garcia said, we keep talking about Rudy development, but on the flip side, Donovan, here we go. Because so on, Brian. Why can't we just talk about one guy at a time? Why do we have to? We've been talking about Donovan's mid-range game. Why do we have to talk? Why do we have to compare Donovan to Rudy? <clears throat> Can we not do that? <clears throat> Can we not do that? They're Apparently two not. different players that play two totally different positions. Mm -hmm. Can't do it, I guess. I don't understand that. Um, great. Uh, Harpering was very good. Was very hard-nosed, excuse me. And Garcia says Harpering was very hard-nosed. Grayson could have been our new Harpering. Well, but you had to have Mike Conley. I mean, you want to This man was a bona fide scrub. Know.
Anyway, Tanner says, I miss Harpering too. I actually never disliked Harpering. Well, I disliked Harpering. He's just like much less vomit inducing than Holly Rowe and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Leroyden Heslop. Okay. Hey, Leroyden. Um, turn off what the fans think, except on the jersey, because those suck. Yeah, exactly. they're terrible. They're dude. terrible. They are brutal. Welcome to the show with a good take. Uh, talking with Raphael Podcast says we should tag everyone in Utah Jazz staff and players to this video. Do it. You should. Please. Arich Devera says, imagine if Gobert's contract was $22 million a year, Conley $14 million. What could the Jazz have done? Oh, Donnie, my God. Please. Oh, my God. With, what it's is that, 20, sickening, 27 dude. more million dollars it's, a it's, year? It's, it's sickening. Whew. No way Donovan is better, but the Jazz aren't better than Phoenix. Agreed. Agreed. No way Donovan is better. Don's not better than Book. The Jazz aren't better than the but no, they're Don's not. not better than book and the jazz aren't better than the Phoenix. No Booker is better now. Cause he has the right players around him. There's some in that, but he has taken a huge step in his offense. Yeah. And by the way, his defense has gotten much better as well. And I think that's a huge, that's a huge missing piece in Donovan's game, his defense. And he's got to come up that shot last night on the baseline by book is quintessential Devin Booker. Like he can shoot the three and he can shoot the mid range and he dunked on guys last night. Donovan isn't doing that. Donovan's not doing that. Yeah. So if Rudy was to go to the Hornets, what would a real good buzz about that since he loves bees? Kawhi's laugh playing in the background. Do you do you see what he did there? Yeah, see. Do you, so it was so buzzing he, and bees and, you know. And then he called for a drop. Yeah. Like, because Rudy that's, got. See, he made the show better. Yeah, he got bitten on the face, stung on the face by a bee. Yeah. <laughs> so the Hornets. See, you, you see how that all kind of plays together? Syner synergy. Yeah. P yeah. <laughs> you know, P and the V and stuff, you know. That's well done. Donovan doesn't blame mascots for missed free throws. <laughs> Excellent point. I mean, Excellent point. Donovan also doesn't play in the Western Conference Final. Though. Damn. Uh, hey -o. hey -o. Oh, my effing God. Uh, his defense went from horrible to subpar, Monty. Stop blowing no mamba. Okay, Here we go. I didn't say Here Donovan's defense go. got better. I said Devin Booker's defense got better. Let's settle this right now. It got better. Big Dog O-Town said, love me some Grayson on the Jazz. Hated him in college. Nobody on this squad with his toughness. That's why you need, you need the, the you, you need the Draymond, Jay Grayson Crowder. Allen, Jay Crowder. You need that. You need the P.J. Tucker. Shout the to Mobamba. You need somebody to kick Luka in the balls. Like, you need JaVale McGee. You need... How about JaVale McGee last night? Stealing it from Luka, going close to one coast. One-on-one. One-on-one defense. Stripped Luka Doncic and then ran down the floor and dunked on Rudy's Jalen not doing that. Just telling you now. It's not happening. That was pretty With good. With all due respect to Rudy. Book ain't got a ring yet, James Knight says. That's okay. true. That's yeah. true. Absolutely right. He's been in the NBA Finals, though. Wonder what airport Caruso is going to get arrested in this offseason, Jeremy Bolton says. <laughs> that's a good question. James okay. Knight says, Monty, stop. So that's how it's going to be. Let's not do that hack Draymond. I, I didn't say to get Draymond Green. I said you need those characteristics. Are You You guys just you guys just aren't listening today, are you? I mean, that, that's just what it is. I mean, it, well, it's you're, afternoon. You're like speaking Russian, huh? I actually think it's evening in Australia right James, now. James, what, what time is it? Have you cracked a beer open? Are you sitting on the couch right now? Well, he's probably drinking our 4X Summer Gold. Doesn't make you feel responsible. Cameron Slater says the Jazz are too small, bro. 
two six one guards and non athletes at the three. Who guards of on this team? That's true. Yeah, that's true. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Um, real quick on the Suns and Mavs. Do the Mavs win a game in this series? Yes. One. I think it's a five-game series. Yes. One game at home. And the reason it's a five-game series is because Cam Johnson looks healthy. Yeah, he's uh, he's knocking down that three at a pretty good rate right now. Stop! By the way, would you have sex with Cam Johnson? Okay. Never mind. Why, why, um, why would you? Why would you? Donnie, you're out of your Yeah, element. like what kind of question is that? What am I you're supposed a, to you, say to that? You're a huge Cam Johnson guy. Yeah, I like his fro. What's the problem? Which, which fro? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're infamous for, for tokening the term pube fro. So, you know, well, like, come on. Well, am I wrong? Come on, let's go, Schlepprock. No, I'm not answering that question. I'm just saying. Anyway, Cam Johnson's a stud. Um, You know, I just think, yeah. Now, I'm not, okay. I'm not reading direct messages. Send your message to YouTube. Well, why do you think they think you're reading direct messages? I don't know. Um, Last night. Interesting to note that Luca had 45 points, 15 of 30 from the floor, 4 of 11 from 3. And they lost. And they lost. That's amazing because Jalen Brunson didn't go off for 50. He had 13 on 6 of 16 for 13 points. Oof. Oof. That's rough. Oof. But how about Kleba? Again, 5 of 8 from 3. Um, then again, every uh, Phoenix Sun starter and really anybody who played major minutes had a, a big night. Cam had 17. Chabola had had 17, book 23, 8 and 25. Like that team is so balanced. Yeah. I think this is probably their last best shot to win a championship. And I think if they can stay healthy, because as you pointed out in the vaunted pre-show meeting. Behind the scenes. Where we watch TikTok videos. Um, you pointed out that one there everybody's one injury away. Everybody. Everybody. And I, I think it is interesting. Chris Paul looks as young as he's ever looked. This is the best he's looked in quite some time. And I'm talking yes. about Clipper, Chris Paul. Definitely talking about Houston Rocket, Chris Paul. Like, yes. Chris looks looks good. And, again, I, I I want them to stay healthy. I would love to see a Suns-Bucks rematch, except the Suns are fully healthy. I would love to see that because I think that's the series that we deserve as fans. But Well, and Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson are better players now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I hate the Bucks. I mean, imagine, imagine Bridges versus Middleton. Like that's an insane. Well, matchup, and Chris dude. Middleton's out. By the way, they demolished Boston without Chris Middleton. Yeah, he's got this, you know, in, knee injury. So yeah, like he's working through that. But my point is, is if they were to get to the NBA oh. Finals, he would most likely return. Yeah, because he's got it. That's a month away. I yeah, mean, I mean, you got time. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do think it's interesting though that this Suns team has matured and grown. I mean, they are they are a better team. I mean, I also really I I I don't think we've seen the best in Golden State. I don't think we've seen the best from the Warriors. I I, I truly don't. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what they look like because if you look at um, that series is tonight at seven thirty, um, and Bucks Celtics game two is tonight. I think it's very interesting Jordan Poole's role. On that, on that Warrior team. I mean, they have some interesting parts that are really producing. I actually think Andrew Wiggins is giving them important uh, minutes. I think Kaminga the other night was really important yes. for a small stretch. Yep. Like, they're getting 
Again, they have a good dynamic. They they have a rotation. They got guys that know their but, role, like Kaminga. But you have Steph Curry blocking John Morant at the rim. Oh yeah, the defense. They're the, the Warriors, and this is the big misnomer about the Warriors. Everyone thinks that they win on the three ball. They don't win on the no. three ball, right? They win on the defensive end that turns into the three ball, and that's the thing. the The dagger Curry or the dagger Clay Thompson shots come off of great defense. So that's why I say like. Everyone's saying because I, I I took some heat for saying that the Warriors would be there, you know, when Clay had just come back, and everyone was like, "Oh, well, they got injuries, and Jordan Poole is not quite that guy yet." But now they're here, and that's what I'm saying. Like, they're a team you have to respect. They can keep up with Memphis. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I I really like, I really like Golden State. I really like Phoenix, but oh, Gabe. If water is still wet, then we know what's looming for Chris Paul, Gabe Ledley says. Gabe, why would you say something like uh, but that? But he's right. Water's <laughs> wet, and Chris Paul is dropping his groin on the floor at Toyota Center in Houston or breaking both hands. Or Yeah. I mean, how do you break both hands? Like, you're right. And you can only play at this pace and intensity for so long before it goes sideways, right? So it'll be interesting to see how all of that plays out. Yeah. But – Man, I really like the way the Suns and Warriors are playing ball right now. Yes. I mean, it, it yes. is. I never thought you would see the – I never thought you would see Memphis struggle to play fast physical basketball. And they struggled the, the other night against Golden State to play that physical style. And remember that that's in uh, Memphis. I don't think people understand how strong Steph is. Like, it, it, because, because you watch him on TV – you don't have an appreciation for just how like no. go on the internet and look up Steph Curry offseason training and look at the transformation he went through. That guy is yoked for his position. Like he is strong. Yeah, I think I I they're not close to their best basketball. I just think they have a, a long way to go. Uh David Morris says Booker did nothing for Phoenix until CP3 took the pressure off. Well, actually, I think there's a combination of things. I would agree that having a really savvy player like Chris Paul helps Devin Booker. But a couple other things are at play there. Chris Paul allows Devin Booker to take possessions off. Devin Booker was having to be point book. And that never was a good thing for that club. It, it, when you are Donovan Mitchell, Steph Curry, Booker, LeBron, Durant, you need possessions off. You need somebody else to have the ball. But the other thing that happened is, is that DeAndre Ayton's become a force. Yeah. Mikhail Bridges has become a force. Cam's become a force. Jay Crowder. Like, you have all these guys. Like, JaVale McGee's contribution to the Suns. It's crazy. It's really important, right? Like, you have depth. And you need that depth to carry you through series. Because the playoffs are very different in that you really don't get days off. You get rest in that you're not playing a game, but the wear and tear because of the intensity you play at in the playoffs is much more significant, mm -hmm. which is why you see older guys like Chris Paul consistently getting hurt in the playoffs. And to me, this thing with Chris Paul and the Suns, the Suns now, because Mikhail Bridges has emerged so much, they're not reliant on Chris Paul anymore. I think Devin Booker has had time now to relax and become the superstar that he is. And Chris Paul has taught him how to leverage the mid-range game. Yeah. 
And you can see very clearly all of the Chris Brickley work that he puts in. The handle that 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 Devin Booker is utilizing now, the ability to to shoot off the bounce instead of having to be a set shot, like his bag is just much deeper now. Yes. Anyway, the point is I'm not humoring your jokes now. The, the, that's you know that's that's yeah never yeah you come know. on come on bro. Anyway, I think you're right. Chris Paul it took the pressure off of of Devin. Yeah. But I also think it gave him some more room to grow. You know, like they bring in Chris Paul, like think about a plant in a small pot. But, but this is what we talk about with Don. Like, Weed like, like stuff. I agree that Devin has been permitted to take the next step. Yeah, because he's got a better supporting cast. But you also have to give him credit for all the work he puts in. I, I, I think those two just run hand in hand. But I also am, am definitely going to say that if Don had a better supporting cast, he'd be a better player. Yes. Like that's how the NBA works. But no, no players are going to make him want to work harder defensively he's that's got to come from within no players are going to help him in you know improve his footwork in the mid-range that's got to be intentional I also think bringing in somebody else who can take the load off I, I just yeah. yes I think it makes everybody better everybody you know, in the playoffs right now has a guy that they run with everybody yeah. well and I I think Chris Paul has made Mikhail Bridges a better player yeah I mean he's made Cam Johnson a better catch and shoot guy like he has um, Arich Tavares says the only player like Steph from before was Reggie Miller. Oh, I'd agree with that. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Reggie was a bigger player, but I would agree with that. Gabe says Chris Paul has made a way bigger impact on Aiton than Book. Oh, for sure. For sure. The, the thing with DeAndre Aiton, he is that soft, physically soft, mentally soft guy. Monty Williams, you know, told me several years ago that the biggest piece of development in DeAndre Ayton will be his mental toughness because he wasn't a mentally tough guy and he wouldn't carry them. Yeah. He would find himself in foul trouble because he wasn't mentally tough and he wasn't a smart basketball player. And Chris Paul has taught him that. And I think the other thing is that Chris Paul creates more space. DeAndre Ayton is not a natural catcher of the basketball. It is a real problem for him if you watch the Suns game tonight, see how many bobbles DeAndre Eaton has in traffic. He cannot catch contested passes. He just doesn't. You throw him the ball in space, he'll catch it, rise up, shoot. It's in a, a smooth jumper. But that guy in space is a problem. His He is not unlike Rudy Gobert in that he's really good at catching lobs. But if you throw him a pass five feet away from the basket, he's probably not going to catch it. Yeah, He's probably not going to catch that. So, I, Gabe, I think that's a great point. Gabe also says, can we all just pause for a minute and acknowledge how grateful we are that there hasn't been a reemergence of Suns and Four Guy this postseason? Pause, My God. Bro, pause. Seriously. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Chris Paul um, may make all those around him better, but he's still a punk bitch. Okay. Jeremy Bolton says. Well, wow. You know. uh, don't worry, Gabe. He'll come back. Yeah, Suns and Four Guy, hopefully not. I think he's probably on parole somewhere. Um, hot take, Chris Paul will stay healthy throughout the playoffs. Tanner Plummer says that. Okay. This man was a bona fide scrub. Yeah, you know. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, Chris Paul has allowed Booker to not be a leader and spend time developing his game. 100%. Totally agree. 100%. Um, Jesus Christ destroys atheism, says Mavs in six games. It's called the best of seven for a reason. Mavs have the capability of actually winning the series. I don't know that they can because I just don't know how they're going to deal with the size. 
And the, and the, the way the way the Suns play defense, that's the thing, dude. There's no answer for that. Like, no, and I don't know, is Reggie Bullock or is Dorian Finney-Smith, is that a guy that can routinely make a contested three? Because the Suns are not the team that runs around desperate on defense. Listen. They methodically rotate. The the difference between the Suns and the Jazz, as far as Luka is concerned, is 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 the the Suns can give him a lot of problems. Now, he still is going to get his because you're never going to stop a guy like Luka. But getting getting those JaVale McGee turnovers, getting great rotations that make their life difficult, like forcing the Mavs to play with five seconds on the shot clock like ten times a game, the Jazz were never doing that, and that's why I think the Suns are just uh, – uh, they will win the series, hey, in my opinion. Hey, shut up. That's not nice. It's 7.42. We have to move on. Wow. I just felt like being mean to you because – Take that, you clap-having Jezebel! Yeah, thanks. You're just so hard to be around. Yeah. Say those mean things about me. Yeah. And what's wrong with a good pube, bro? Yeah. Anyway, all right, let's talk about the Supreme Court and fast food french fries. Because they're both about equally as important. Right, right, right. Right. No. Um, what did you guys think of the Supreme Court thing? Um, I did, will chain you to a pipe! I mean, dude, that's essentially what they said. Yeah, this is going to be amazing. It, it looks like the 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 assault on abortion in this country is in full effect. Yeah. Somebody at the Supreme Court leaked a brief. And essentially what it is is a written oral decision on Roe versus Wade. It became personal with me. And Roe versus Wade protects abortion rights in this country. And now it appears that the Supreme Court is going to strike down Roe versus Wade. And they are going to give back the right to ban abortion to the states. And we only know this because the decision was leaked early to the media. Political got it. And this is an unbelievable historic breach of trust and confidence. Yeah. That somebody at the Supreme Court leaked this. This actually is not about abortion. This, the, the bigger issue here is the integrity of an American institution has been breached. And you cannot put the horse back in the barn. And this is just a shocking, shocking, development and i don't know the supreme court is has really been turned into a mockery through you know going back to like the brett kavanaugh's and the amy coney barrett's and these ridiculous confirmations where you know we we held hostage a black woman because she was black and people didn't want you know to allow her to have yeah freedoms. how could she ever be on the supreme court like, right. I mean, it, it's kind of ridiculous. This Supreme Court thing is foundational. And, and I don't know what you think about it. I think it's a I think it is an incredible injustice and a real tragedy. Yeah. I mean, I think there are several ways to have the conversation. Number one, I mean, I, I think this is a really deep, you know, kind of traversing topic. But I think just on a surface level, I would agree. I mean, I, I think the Supreme Court. You know, it used to be, you know, like when I was a kid going through school and everything, the Supreme Court was like this higher power almost. It was like this 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 thing that was on a pedestal that that was untouchable basically. And then and then, you know, you start going through time politically and you're right. Like I do think it's been watered down. I do think it has been, 
you know, um, whatever, you know, adjective you want to use. Like, I just think it's not what it once was. And so now we're in a situation where, you know, the political landscape in our country is just not good right now for no. a variety of reasons. And we're not going to get into all those reasons today, but I think we could all agree it's not good. And I think I, I would agree that getting information uh, leaked out of the Supreme Court is classic USA media. It's classic. Hey, I need to get out in front of this thing, and I need to leak this, and I need to be the one that reports it so we can win. Like, that's what our media does. So yeah. I just think that that just from the Supreme Court operation side of this conversation, yeah, it's a travesty. From the abortion side of the conversation, Oof. I think it's a travesty. I think it's going to—our country was already divided, and I think this is just going to continue to divide it even more. That's I, what I think. I, I think that the hard thing for me is that we're a bunch of hypocrites in this country. Like, we talk about the vaccines and don't tell me what to put in my body, and you can't tell me what to do with my body. Oh, but she's pregnant and wants to have an abortion? Oh, she can't do that. That's, that's not her body. Um, like, it's amazing to me. Yeah. How this is this because what I think is going to happen if 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 they strike down Roe v. Wade, which now I think is a formality. Yeah. I think that you are going to see a situation where Congress is going to try and enact a national abortion ban. And I just think it is horrific. Yeah, I just, I just don't know how I, we get I, to that place. I, it goes against every, you know, value that our country's built on. You know, like, I just don't understand it. And, you know, we, we all love to talk a good game in this country. Oh, separation of church and state. I, you know, well, we can't do that. And, you know, we have all of this nonsense about my body with these vaccines. You can't tell me to wear a mask. It's my body. But if a woman wants to have an abortion, oh, my God, she's a whore. And that's slut. And... Yeah. Like, that's what we do. We are sending women with this abortion issue specifically. We are sending women to back alleys with coat hangers. That's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. You just need to understand that if you're so convicted and the argument I hear all the time is Jesus Christ would never abort a child. And right. that fetus is a life and God will strike you down and condemn you. You're going to hell. <clears throat> okay. Then why do you care? Okay, so if this woman gets an abortion, she's going to hell. She'll never get into heaven. It's over. So then why do you, th like, let God handle it, right? <clears throat> What's between me and, and my God is none of your business. Unless it's abortion and we cannot have that. And no. Yeah. Oh, but it's my body, my choice. I'm not taking a vaccine. But if it's abortion, you know, like, it, it we, you can't have it both ways think that's hip one. and i think this is more this is more of a reason that i can't identify with democrats or republicans or liberals or conservatives or but you know i look it's not at like that i anymore. look at yeah no it's not it's not we don't know what conservatism yeah, I mean, is, I, is in this country we yeah. don't know what liberalism is in this country and the you know that the other thing we don't know what it is we don't know what it is to be an american anymore we don't know what that is you know like we we just have no idea what we're doing to each other because God told me. U.S. Americans. Okay, so if all of this is a sin, then why do you care? Because God's going to handle it, right? <laughs> God's going to send all these whores and sluts to hell, right? This is fucking America. Right? I mean, but it was Antifa on January 6th. Well, okay, but why would Antifa want to stop Joe Biden from being president? It's, I mean, they're liberals. They're these damn libtards in Antifa.
Yeah. Nobody ever thinks of that. Yeah. Well, the riot on January 6th, and the funniest part about this is like is January 6th is the perfect example of so many things that are wrong in this country. Never mind that these fucking idiots attack the, you know, the the center of justice in this world yeah. by attacking the U.S. Capitol. But look at all the arguments that you all picked up on and were like, my God, Antifa. <laughs> Do you know where that, that came from? Like, didn't Stephen Miller like text Mark Meadows and say, hey, let's blame. He, I, think he, I think he said, let's blame it on Antifa. They texted. Our people will run with that. And sure enough, they blamed it on Antifa. And what did their people do? Ran with it. They ran with it. <laughs> so now all of a sudden it's, well, we can't have abortion because that's a sin. So wait, what about separation of church and state? Don't tell me how to raise my kids or what religion. Oh, no, but this is abortion. So we can do the whole God thing here. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> fuck this bitch. She's a whore. She's going to hell. <laughs> There's no question. So we need legislation to make sure that like we seal it in. It's insane. The Constitution. And I, I, the funniest joke I've ever heard is, and I, is well, what would the founding fathers do if they rolled over in the grave, stood up, and walked into the halls of Congress today? And they're like, "Oh, hey, look, there's the Constitution we wrote. You guys haven't updated that yet." Like, I think I literally think that's the funniest thing I've heard because it's so true. <laughs> my body, my choice, including putting, you know, AR-15 munitions through my chest like do you realize how stupid people sound in this country and how embarrassing we are as a country because we call ourselves conservatives and we're standing on the bible and jesus christ saves all unless it's with an ar-15 and then well you put um what about uh you know freedoms of well unless that whore wants an abortion dude that's who we are just fucking own it because that's who we are yeah it, that's who you are when you're like Roe versus Wade is a sin. Um, but Jesus is going to punish this whore, right? Because she, man, how dare her father rape her and get her pregnant? What a whore. But Jesus is going to punish her, right? It's her fault that she's pregnant. Right? Because she's, you know, she's a whore. But Roe versus Wade and sin and stuff. Like he can't have both ways, man. Welcome to America. But Wel apparently welcome can. to America. Yeah. You know, we have companies in this world. Do you understand where we are with barbaric tactics? People, we have major corporations paying for their employees to travel state to state to get an abortion. Because it started in Texas. Yeah. And now where's it going to go? Because mm -hmm. once Roe versus Wade is officially struck down, it's going back to the states. Yeah. And then it's over. Oh, and the red states and the blue states. Hey, idiot, we're all Americans. What now? Let me tell you what now. Can't have health care. <laughs> we can't even provide health care for people. Well, those losers in San Francisco that live on the street. Well, hey, man, he's, you know, he's bipolar and he's got a mental disease. Well, fuck him. I'm, you know, he's weak. Like we have all these girls in college yeah. who are bipolar and they have you know, mental disease, killing themselves. Do you realize Naomi Judd, the, the country music icon, killed herself. She committed suicide after a long battle with health. Yeah. And you're worried, like, do you understand the shit that we're not doing?
versus what we are doing. We're worried about abortion when we can't even take care of, when we won't have conversations about mental health in this country. You're worried about, oh, that whore getting an abortion. Put her in a back alley. Here's a hanger. Like, that's what you'd rather do than provide health care and mental health care for everybody. Spinal. Like, you'd rather do that. Yeah. Yeah. You'd rather insult women. Hey, you can't. I will not take this. I want to protect my body. I'm a man. But a woman should just, you know, hey, hey, sweetheart, don't burn the steak, okay? You know. Yeah, next question. Please. This it's country a joke, is dude. so it's a joke. It's so broken. Yeah. Don't even get me started. Anyway. <laughs> Tanner says Tim and Jake Montemayor 2024. Yeah. Could be. Hey guys. Uh, Cameron Slater says if it keeps the Californians out of my state, I'm good with it. No. Okay. Well, way right. to find the silver lining. Uh Giggity says abortion clinic's gonna pop up on the borders of states that don't allow abortions. Yeah, probably. Probably. It's so sad what we do to women in this country. We, we talk about the Muslim states and we talk about, you know, women's rights. Women are not free in the United States of America. Just fucking own that. Women yeah. are not free. Yeah. Women make less money. They have less opportunity. We value women for their tits instead of their brains. Like, let's just own what we are. You know, but you say that and people are like, oh, that's ridiculous. Fucking A. With, that's ridiculous. Hey, sweetheart, make me a drink. That's so ridiculous. You have no frame of reference that, here, Donnie. You know. Yeah. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Women are not free in this country. They're not. Minorities are not free in this country. Blacks and Latinos are not free in this country. They're not. There's only one group that's free. And it it's is. It is shame. what it is. Rape and mothers' lives being in danger account for less than one percent of. Uh, I'm not Gavin. That's just completely wrong. Yeah, remember history. Bring back Aztec sacrifices. Exactly. Exactly. How do you reference Bible prophecy and then say you aren't religious? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, the poor are not free. No, Eric, they're not. No, nope. we I, I just look at health care in this country and the issues surrounding health care in this country. It's the perfect example of what we're unwilling to do for people. We're, so my wife and I are, are clothes shopping the other day. Yeah. And. I'm sitting in on a chair. You know the dude chairs that they have in waiting room or like in fitting rooms for women? Like your wife's going to go try on. My wife was trying on jeans. And there's two chairs outside of all the fitting rooms. And so I'm sitting there. Of course, I'm scrolling through TikTok. <laughs> um, and this guy sits down and I'm wearing a mask because I wear a mask pretty much everywhere I go. Um, and this guy is like cutting me a look and coughing. And then... His wife comes out. My wife comes out. We finish shopping and we're behind them in line. And their credit card got declined. And she essentially breaks down crying at the register and is like, we can't afford this. And they walk out. And you know what I thought to myself? Like, I should pay for that. Let me buy this for them. And then as they're walking out the door, they got to the door and I thought to myself, nah, he's the guy who sneered at me because I was wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. And I felt like a jerk. But that's who we are as a country. We judge each other over masks. We like, I cannot tell you routinely, I get yeah. glared at at Costco the other day. Costco, the gym, fitting rooms, um, like, anywhere. Because I, I choose to wear a mask. 
Chipotle. You know, like, it's just ridiculous to me that that's who we are in this country. Anyway, we really have to go. Uh, the hell you should, Tim, Eric says. Religion isn't real. Religion is dangerous. Faith is real. Religion is dangerous. Agreed. Religion is dangerous. Faith is real. We can, we can argue if God's real, if Jesus is real. I don't know that I believe in hell. You know, like, I, I, I have my faith. I do not believe in organized religion. I think, I think there's a lot of problems with it. I really do. So anyway, the only, the only one entitling those wanting an abortion uh, whores is you. You should stop that. Forrest G., you really think, you really think that I'm the one doing that. If you think that I'm the one, I, if you do not understand, that's an amazing comment. So wait, what is, so wait, what is he saying? That I'm the I that I'm the only one that says women who are pregnant, you know, are like that I I was saying that women who are pregnant are whores and why do you think I'm saying that? Because one of the narratives is, well, if you didn't want if you didn't, you know, want to have to get an abortion, you shouldn't have gotten pregnant. Yeah. And I cannot tell you. No, I'm not that's that that's hysterical. Uh, that's hysterical. Yeah, that's an embarrassing comment, dude. That's, come on. Come on. That's crazy. Eric is actually fulfilling prophecy by denying his truth. Okay. Anyway. See, hey, but, man, this and, is, and, but I want you to be able to be free to believe this what This is believe. what happens. This the is last what thing, happens. The last thing I want to say, and then I'll play the music, is this is what happens on topics like abortions or masks or whatever yes the stuff that we as people in this country as u.s citizens the stuff that u.s we, americans please yeah u.s americans my bad as u.s americans the stuff that we disagree on these core issues we will die on those hills like yes like, we will like literally like people will not compromise or come to the table at all they will die on their hill of Joe Biden is not alive and some and Jim Carrey is wearing a mask and is actually the president. Those people will die on that hill. And that's the problem. That's what's wrong with our country right now. Yeah. When that changes, the country will change. All right, there you have it. There's our political argument for the week. Damn libtards. Damn conservatives. Okay. All we right. should all be Americans and we should all galvanize together as Americans. That's what we should do. And you shouldn't judge people for the way they feel. Let people feel how they feel. Make sure you check out our affiliate links below. If you're here right now, give us a thumbs up and a like, please. It really helps the channel grow. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.